Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Deal with Danny Brown. We're doing this special coronavirus Zoom series while everyone's home. Hope you're safe. The next guest, someone really special, Robert Refkin, the founder and CEO of Compass. Compass is now the number one independent broker in the country, and I think we're right now second or third overall. Uh, Robert is an unbelievable leader, an incredible human being. He's really set the tone. He's brought together the best talent from companies such as Facebook and Amazon and Goldman Sachs and Nike and brought them over to Compass, launched this thing and build it. And we have not only the most incredible tech stack and artificial intelligence, we have the most incredible people of marketing and creative. Uh, Robert's background is phenomenal. Uh, he was raised by a single mother who was a real estate agent, so he really knows and has a passion for real estate agents and trying to help to do anything possible to create an easier way to do our job and an easier way to create more value. Robert uh, also worked at Goldman Sachs before this. He was uh, the chief of staff to the president, the COO, for five years. He's also run 50 marathons for fundraisers. This guy is a beast and really is just an all-around fantastic guy and very inspirational. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Go Compass. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Welcome, Robert Refkin, to The Deal. It's great to have you here. You were the inspiration for this podcast, whether you know it or not, when I came to uh, I, I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, you know what? What do you want to do, Danny? Like, I want to do a podcast. Okay, do it. I'm like, all right, now I have no excuses. <laughs> Robert said do it. So I've been doing it. Glad to have you on. I know it's a crazy time with coronavirus. We're all at home, sheltered in place. So yeah, it's a little bit different, but it enables us to do this. Um, for those who, for those that are listening that may not know your story, I figured let's just start quickly with your background and your story. And you know, you were raised by a single mother in real estate. Why don't, why don't you speak to sort of that where you were raised, how you were raised, and then your we'll get into your career progression from there. Yeah. So um, my uh, my roots are actually grounded in real estate. My mom has been a real estate agent my entire life, um, uh, at least my my adult life. And before that, she was a, a life insurance agent. Uh, yeah. and, uh, she, uh, she was actually, uh, born in Israel, uh, moved, uh, to New York when she was seven, then moved, uh, to the Bay area, uh, to Berkeley and kind of the hippie days. And where she met my father who was African American and, um, due to their, um, having me, she was actually disowned by her parents and my father left when I was, uh, young, a baby. And so she had to be very entrepreneurial. And so what she did is she created a preschool in our house uh, called the Unis Unicorn uh, Preschool so she could take care of me and make money at the same time. Then I, as I became a, a, a toddler and grew up, uh, she uh, created, um, uh, or a little older than a toddler, she, she created uh, or started working at the JCC of the Greater East Bay. Uh, and that allowed her to take care of me, I guess, when I was a little older than a toddler. Yeah. And um, then a woman named Michael Kraft met her and said, hey, you know all these Jews who just had kids, you should, you should sell them life insurance, uh, which is actually really smart. <laughs> uh, and so she became a life insurance agent for a number of years and then a real estate agent 
for the last 20 plus years. And, and you know, I, I love this industry. I think agents are the largest group of entrepreneurs in the country, the largest industry dominated by women. Uh, the, an industry where people like my mom, she's 74 years old, still an agent, are pushed to get better, not pushed out of the door. You know, law firm, 65-year-old mandatory retirement. Uh, the first industry that let the LGBTQ plus community thrive at scale and where people deal with rejection every single day and still move forward. There's no rejection. What do you mean? Everyone just lists and sells and doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so easy, Robert. So let me ask you, since you grew up in real estate, was this idea about starting a real estate company planted in your head early on? Or no. it just coincidental no. that it was opportunity met vision and met love? Yeah, no, no. Look, this, this, was, this, this was not foreseen. <laughs> I think the passion was, was created early on for real estate and really, really real estate agents, entrepreneurs. Um, but, and I think my psyche for being an entrepreneur was, right, when you have a mom who's an entrepreneur, you believe in anything. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's no cap to your potential, right? It doesn't matter if, you know, how many times things don't work. It just matters, you know, how many times you try, because the more you try, the more likely something will work, right? So I, I, I was raised with that kind of psychology with my mom. Yeah. And so, you know, I worked at McKinsey. I worked at Goldman Sachs. I worked in the White House. I started a nonprofit. I started a charter school. I ran 50 marathons, one in each state to raise a million dollars for nonprofits. Yeah. But ultimately, I wasn't really fulfilled in my professional life, I was in my nonprofit life, but not in my professional life. And I wanted to start something and be an entrepreneur. And so uh, me and my co-founder, Ori alone, he created one company that he sold to Google, another company that he sold to Twitter. He's one of the best technologists out there. We came together and, and we said, what's an, a, a big industry that touches everyone that a lot of people don't, don't like, they don't think, they don't think it's perfect. And we thought about healthcare and real estate and ultimately chose real estate. Oh, so that created what was then Urban Compass. Yes. <laughs> 2012, was that when it officially launched? Yeah, two, exactly, 2012. So you yeah. launched in 2012, you and Ori, and how many people in that first year? Uh, it, it was, we started with seven people. Seven people. And now what does Compass look like today, 2020? How many, how many agents, how many people? Yeah, so now we have uh, over 2,000 employees, 16,000 agents. We're in 135 cities, uh, including 20 of the the largest markets in the country. Yeah. It's gone a long way. So one of the things that are are so so impressive is how humble you are with how much you've accomplished and how uh, positive and inspirational you you are day-to-day with putting out messages and positivity and always building up our team, which is, is just phenomenal, especially in a business where there's a lot of failure. So we all really appreciate that. Tell me a little bit now in this really challenging time where there's some serious adversity being felt with everyone, we're all in it. You know, how do you see this coronavirus impacting the real estate world? Well, obviously it's impacting every world, but how's it impacting us at Compass and the real, the residential real estate world? Yeah. So, um, look, I think everyone right now, no matter what industry you're in, you have to have the balance on one hand of being realistic and grounded in reality, um, but also on the other hand, being optimistic and being positive. You know, no one's going to realize their dreams by talk, just thinking about how bad things are. Uh, and so on one hand, you know, the realistic side is you know, we're seeing the fastest recession that's ever happened in the country. We're going to see the, the, the fastest 
unemployment from you know full levels of unemployment to 10 plus percent of unemployment ever it's been one month um we're seeing faster higher levels of jobless claims by like five times than any other time in the history on a weekly basis we saw um the market dropped 30 over 30 percent in 22 days that's faster than the great depression and we have you know a fed governor saying that unemployment can get to 32 percent when 24.9 percent was the Great Depression. And so that's where we are right now. Um, but on the positive side, um, I think that every week is going to be better than the week before in terms of uh, new cases um, in, in the major hotspots. Um, I think that because of that, psychology will be less about how much worse will it get and more about what will it look like when we um, are no longer shelter in place. What will that life look like? It won't be what it used to be. We won't be going to the NBA game or concerts, but there will be a reemergence and that'll be a good thing. Um, I think for real estate, we're going to see more of a deferral of transactions than an elimination of transactions. Buyers still need to buy, sellers still need to sell. Sure. Um, and uh, I think from that perspective, it'll be more of a deferred spring market. So I think everyone's summer uh, is going to be, I think this summer is going to be a spring market. Yeah. There'll be a lot of transactions. And I also think that, you know, sellers and buyers are going to try to transact this summer as well, because fall, I think there'll be a worry in people's mind that, that, that it may come back. And so I think when people have an opportunity to sell, I think it, people should be transacting very quickly. Jumping on it. Yeah, I think that's a good point that we're going to have a delayed rush and pent up demand and, and things like that. And one interesting thing that I've uh, takeaway silver lining is that the home has become so apparent as such a, a role in all of our lives, sheltering in place, being with our families, spending our time. I think it's sort of brought or re refocused everyone in the world on how important it is to have a home and be comfortable in your home. So I think that's that's good for our industry as a whole. Obviously there's going to be a lot of challenges. Everyone's going to have to deal with them, but I think if we can hold on and push through it, we're going to come out of this much stronger. What would be your take? If you had a couple bits of advice for agents, what they could do now, obviously we can't go work like we usually do, but what would be a couple things you'd say, Hey, this is what you should be thinking about and doing now to prepare for the transition and coming out of this, which hopefully will be sooner than later. Yeah, first of all, like I, I've spoken to many agents who say, will say, like, of course we can sell homes now. I'm seeing every day dozens of agents emailing me about how they're, they're selling a home without ever leaving their house. And there are circumstances. You know, I got an email uh, on Tuesday, which, which was a very, very clear of the rationale. Uh, the seller was ha um, having a baby, and the baby is expected in May, and the transaction had to happen now. And they had a virtual... <laughs> uh, you know, a virtual uh, open house, a virtual uh, showing, yeah, and they went to contract on Monday. Uh, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, first, you, you have to have the, understand, have the encouragement to know that you actually can transact now, and your advice matters more now than ever before. Because, you know, the, an agent knows the neighborhood. They know, they know the buildings. They can give you the color. You may not be able to see it, you know, confidentially. I put in two offers last week. Well, uh, it's not confidential. It's on a on a, on a <laughs> but, <laughs> worldwide. <laughs> yeah, for, but I put in two offers because um, I, I I know the buildings, I know the neighborhood, and my agent could basically walk me through the visual of what it looks like outside uh, and uh, looking out of the window, 
the master bedroom's quiet for these reasons. Uh, and you know, I, I have confidence in the decision. Um, and so people are still in the market and their transactions still happening. Now to how to prepare for the future. Positive thing is the great agents always gain market share in a downturn. The worst agents leave the business in a downturn, discounters get washed out in a downturn. And so, you know, for all the great agents out there, this is going to be great for you. You're going to gain market share no matter what. It just, it's really just a question of how much market share you're going to gain. Sure. And I think this is a time to position yourself and prepare for the inevitable rebound. After 9-11, you know, things were slow for about three months in New York. It froze. But when it bounced back, it bounced back in a really big way. 2008, slowed down for a longer period of time. But when it bounced back, it bounced back in a really big way. The same thing is going to happen here. Buyer selling to buy, seller selling, selling to sell. Um, and I think the secret of, prepare, of preparation for me would be focusing on your clients, being in front of them, supporting them, not just with real estate advice, but also just being their friend on a, on a human level. Human Completely build out your CRM. Group all your clients, tag them, organize them, uh, all your clients in your CRM. There's no excuse after two months of being at home, you know, not being able to work in, in any meaningful way compared to how you used to, to not have built out your CRM. Only 20% of agents in the country have really built out their CRM. At the end of this time, everyone should. And so no, that's my advice. Yeah, I mean, that's great advice. It's the silver lining of staying home and having all this time to reflect is doing things like your CRM, thinking about strategy, long-term planning, the things that you know you need to think about but you never get to because you're just exactly. dealing with your units of work and what's in front of you. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. Not only and, that, I would start thinking about what is your first 30-day plan? What are you going to do for the first 30 days like of when, when the market opens up again? I like that. Yeah, of course, silver lining. I've been riding bikes with my kids. I saw you were playing catch with your son. I mean, these are things that every day we just don't get to do as fathers. So there are some silver linings in all this. So let me turn, the, turn it a little bit on to Compass. Uh, we're in 2020, the big plans, 20% market share by 2020. We were on our way or have accomplished that in a lot of markets and on our way, this obviously throws a curveball into that as things are on a pause. But what do you see for Compass coming out of this in the next year to three or four years? What do you see for Compass? Look, I think uh, just like the best agents always gain market share in a downturn because you're business owners, uh, you're CEOs, uh, the best companies always gain market share in a downturn. Warren Buffett has a sentiment, when the tide goes down, you see he's not wearing any pants. And I think in this right. industry with 87,000 brokerage firms, uh, all entrepreneurs, I respect them all, but I think there's a lot of uh, brokerage firms that are going to have a very difficult time uh, through this. Uh, you know, we're a very fortunate at Compass. You know, we can sustain uh, a downturn uh, for six months, eight months, nine months. Uh, we have that capital to be able to do Small so. A lot of brokerage firms just don't have, they're not capitalized. Uh, and they're not able to get capital. Uh, who's going to, in this environment, who's going to give money, invest money in a, you know, the 87,000 brokerage firms? And so I think um, it's a time where brokerage firms, I would recommend, they really think about how to partner and making some hard decisions on the expense side or on figuring out how to you know, partner with other, you know, a larger brokerage firm that can give them a source of strength. Um, and for, but for Compass, um, we're seeing agents come to Compass faster now than before uh, because we're able to onboard agents virtually. We're able to train them virtually. We have Compass Academy. We have 
IT support seven days a week. Uh, we have, you know, from 8 a.m. to midnight, you know, we have, um, you know, virtual open houses, virtual agent services. Uh, we have an end-to-end -end technology platform so people can prepare and position some, themselves for the upturn. So uh, I don't wish this to extend uh, uh, on a, for anyone on a human level. But, yeah, I, I think, again, downturns uh, allow the best companies to really, you know, outshine. Yeah. By the way, I love the new artificial intelligence in our CRM. That's just one one small piece of so many incredible unique features that we have at Compass. And what, can you speak to that a little bit? We have so many incredible, talented executives that have come from Microsoft and Amazon. Kind of yeah. speak to that a little bit, because I don't think people get it when, they, when they're outside of Compass and say, well, what is Compass and why is it special? Yeah. And I try to tell them, well, yeah, we, we do have this incredible technology, which is phenomenal, but talk about the human beings and the executives that we've brought under, under, under under you to build out this technology and build out this company. Yeah, at the end of the day, as much as technology is transforming every segment of our society, um, it's still people that are creating that. Uh, yeah. And so it's not all the Compass is, is a collection of great people. Uh, and you know, we have on the technology side, people like Joseph Soroche, who is CTO of uh, artificial intelligence at Microsoft, the most valuable company in the world. My co-founder, Ori alone, created a company they sold to, sold to Google, another company they sold to Twitter. Uh, we hired, just hired the head of customer service uh, in operations at Tesla, a woman named Kate. Um, we hired the uh, head of artificial intelligence at Zillow. We hired a gentleman named Greg Hart, who was uh, the sixth most tenured executive at Amazon, been there 23 years launched the music category at Amazon, created and launched Alexa at Amazon, and most recently ran Amazon Prime Video. And so I could go on and on, but we're, we're very fortunate. We have a team of almost 500 people who are building our, our software platform to allow agents to grow their business um, and better support their families with more, more money to support their families or more time to be with them. Well, that's, that's definitely an impressive lineup, and I feel it every day. Every day I've been at Compass, I feel the support. I love having experts in certain divisions, and whether it's tech or marketing or customer service. It's just really nice to be aligned with people of that level, uh, you, like you and Aaron Ori and everyone else. But it, it, we really feel it every day. So I really think that Compass, there is opportunities, uh, both as individual agents and as Compass as a whole, to grow when everyone's scared and retracting, this is a really good time for us to move forward and grow. And I think we're going to come out of this. Look, I think, I think what we're seeing is just a natural, I think in this environment, we're just seeing uh, an acceleration of the natural trends that existed already. Right. So whether it's Peloton, uh, bike versus going to a gym, whether it's Netflix versus going to a movie theater, whether it's Amazon versus driving to a store three days a week, whether it's a Zoom video conference or a podcast versus I don't know what it would have been otherwise, um, or flying on a plane to go to meet someone in person. In real estate, I think we're seeing some natural trends. Um, and it's a flight to quality. The best agents get better. Um, you know, the, the worst you know, brokerage firms and agents leave the business. Uh, I think you know, more use, more video, more, um, you know, more software, uh, virtual you know, 3D, 3D video and, and yeah. uh, virtual staging. I think these are things that 
you know, it's it's going to happen anyway. And I think it's right now you push faster. Yeah. So it's all accelerated. It's kind of forced this to happen quicker. Yeah. So on a personal note, before we wrap up here, now you've run this big company and obviously you want to continue to grow it and grow, grow, but what would you, what advice would you give your younger self or what advice would you have given Robert in 2012, knowing what you know now, what are a couple of things you would have told yourself? Hey, these are some things, some takeaways that you have now after you've been doing this for eight years at the helm. Yeah. So I think I would have sold 2012, Robert, I would say, yeah, be laser focused on talent, which I think we did a good job on. But I think, you know, to keep dreaming big, you know, always, you know, move fast. You know, we did, we did that. But I think what I would have focused more on is one of our eight entrepreneurship principles, which is learn from reality. And what I mean by that is I think the, the great good leaders must be good learners. And by definition, to be a good learner, you have to be a good listener. So how do you listen and learn as fast as possible? The greatest advantage you have in life is the speed at which you learn. So how do you learn fast? And there, there are two approaches. One is just make it all up in your head and just like make up something, um, yeah, which is why 98% of startups, you know, pivot because they made up something. <laughs> uh, or can really look around you and try to stand on the shoulders of giants. Uh, great companies that have done this for many, many years before. And you see, they're doing that really well. How do I incorporate that idea, incorporate that idea and learn from them and learn from them and to build... You know, something better. And I think this industry real estate actually works perfectly well. It just doesn't work together. There are 700 plus software providers that sell to agents every day. There are over 600 MLSs. There are over 50 lead generation companies, all this stuff everywhere. And yeah. so how, if we could have respect, if we could have honored them enough uh, to say, what, what are they all doing well? And what can we learn to build the, to build the single platform that allows agents to optimize their quality of life, uh, to, to have an integrated platform, a mobile platform, an AI-powered platform, all in one place. Not 11 logins to do your job with 11 different systems. <laughs> one single place. Yeah, it, yeah, I think we would, you know, that's the advice I would give to younger, younger Robert, who didn't have these like two gray hairs that are coming out. Oh, just wait. They're going to come fast and furious. Mine's starting to fall out. I'm getting gray. So tell me last question. Where do you see Robert Rufkin and where do you see Compass 10 years from now? What is, what is, what is the vision? What do you see out there? Your crystal ball. Yeah. So look, I'll still be the same Robert Rufkin, you know, in the same capacity at, at Compass. Uh, but I think the, the what, what I would see for Compass is that we, we massively improve the way that the world interacts with real estate. We're not just in the United States. We're in London, Hong Kong, Singapore, Dubai, Sao Paulo. That there aren't 700 software providers and like 87,000 brokerage firms and set, you know, it's all this stuff everywhere that, that there's a single place that people trust. Uh, in the same way, yeah. you know, I trust Amazon. When I'm looking in the mirror and I say, hmm, do I want to buy something online? I trust Amazon. I'm 100% sure it's right. When I'm using my iPhone, I'm, I'm 50% sure it's right. It's either this or Android, right? Like, I think that agents in this country deserve a single place. Like, I know that's the right place for them. They shouldn't have to switch from a CRM to a different CRM every three years. Uh, yeah, and so that, that's one thing. The confidence that agents have a place that will grow their business better than anything else. 
But secondly, that we really go beyond the transaction, not just a place where people come to search, but where things happen afterwards, mortgage, title, insurance, escrow, movement service, painters, roofers, really an end-to-end platform, creating harmony and simplicity in the real estate process. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, Robert, thank you for taking some time. Happy Passover. You're always an inspiration. You're always accessible. You've been a great mentor and leader to many of us. And let's keep up the good work. Thank you. I'm proud. We're going to come out of this hopefully sooner than later, selling more properties and looking better and stronger than ever before. So appreciate it, brother. Be good. Stay stay healthy. Stay at home. Stay inspired. and, uh, And keep being positive. You got it. That's all we can do. Thanks, man. Be good. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed Robert Refkin as much as I did. He's an incredible human being, a true champion, a leader. He's been a real inspiration to work with, a great mentor. I really look up to him and what he's done, what he's done with Compass. You can always find Robert uh, at Compass, at Robert Refkin. You can find me at The Deal Pod on Instagram or dannybrownla.com. Please leave us a five-star review. Leave us a comment if you like what you hear. Let people know each rating and each review each of you helped so much for our ratings. So thanks again for tuning in. We're going to keep trying these Zoom calls, uh, podcasts as much as, as much as we can. And uh, again, thanks to you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, Robert. Amazing. Love having you. Take care, guys. Be safe. This life